Let's try this. Let's go ahead and see if we can get our guest in here and uh, see if we can ring the group, as they say. And uh, we will see if we can get our guest in here. I'm hoping that uh, he picks up the Skype here. Okay. Calling guest user. We'll see if he can get us here. Mr. Hub. Or Haub. I don't know. Something. So, we're going to try to call him and see if we can get him. And we'll see what happens here. I I don't know. We'll see what happens. So, we are going to go ahead and call the other guest user here. We'll see if we can get both of them on the line. Uh, it's always an interesting day when we do uh, when we do Skype because I'm trying to trying to get them in here, and it's always so difficult. Technology sometimes is so difficult for people, but uh, we are going to make this work. We're gonna we're gonna do all the stuff. Go ahead, get us on uh, Rumble. YouTube. I believe our guest is with us. There we are. Look at that. Okay. Give me just a couple seconds here. I've got a conference in our other two co-hosts, and then we will jump off the good foot and do the bad thing, as they say. Welcome to it. It is our big broadcast, and uh, our guest is going to join us here in just a few moments. We are also going to be joined by the great IQ Al Rizzoli and Dan Perkins. Uh, they will be with us, back with us here in just a few seconds. And uh, you can get a hold of us at JiggyJaguar.com, also AMFM247.com as well. And we are going to see if we can get our uh, get our panelists back in here and. Uh, by the way, for past videos and all sorts of things, you can go to our website, jiggycheckwire.com. And uh, we're patiently waiting on Dan Perkins and IQ to join us back here on our big program. And uh, we are hopefully going to be joined by both of them here in just a few seconds. Dan is digging out from a hurricane, so uh, he has still had all the various issues that he's got with uh, with his house being flooded and all these things, but um, wow. yeah, it was it was not fun. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely not fun for Mr. Perkins, but um, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, if you want to uh, watch any of our videos, you can do so. Rumble, uh, YouTube, Clout Hub, BitChute, YouTube, Facebook, all the various places. And uh, we are going to see if, uh, for whatever reason, I could not get IQ. I just, I was just speaking to them five minutes ago before we, before we switched Skype links to get our guest in here. So we'll, we'll, we'll try, uh, try Dan and IQ one more time. All the way to our website is JiggyJaguar.com. You can go over there and find past guests, um, future guests, all sorts of different things. And uh, if you're looking for our music interviews, you can go over to T-H-E-M-I-C 
www.facebook.info. And uh, that is the best spot to see about our music guests over there at uh, the Mike Online Magazine. And, of course, ShiggyJaguar.com, AMFM247.com, and 50-plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world. Live video at our website as well. From the KJAG Radio Studios, we are live in Hutchinson, Kansas, each and every day. Monday through Friday, 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, and 1 p.m. Mountain Standard. And, of course, 24-7 at JiggyCheckBar.com on the TuneIn apps. Our own app is available on both the app stores, iPod, and Google Play. And you can download our podcasts or archive audio uh, if you're the radio industry, because the radio industry does not like the term podcast. So they've changed it to archive audio. But... uh, Dan Perkins is back with yes, us, sir. and uh, we have got our great guest with us today. He is fantastic. He's an artist. He's a community leader. He's a mental health advocate. Mr. Hub is with us. He has released a grand, great new single, which we are going to play at the end of the show. But I wanted to um, get Mr. Hub in here. He is also the CEO and founder of the Hub Arts and Trauma Center, which is a facility that helps at-risk youth deal with mental health issues and trauma they have faced using the arts therapy. So, um, Mr. Hub, tell me and uh, the, the the most dangerous man in radio, Dan Perkins, a little bit about yourself. <laughs> Mr. Perkins and everybody, thank you for having me. First of all, just 16 years of my life dedicating to helping our um youth understand that their situations don't have to dictate their destinations. And, you know, because I was in the music business, I used the arts as a way of doing that. I built a facility in Newark, New Jersey, on one of the worst blocks of Newark, 9,000 square feet of goodness with a recording studio, radio station, videography, photography, graphic arts, all of those things that, you know, use as incentives to keep them off the street teach them some things so that they can, you know, grow with their families and learn not to, you know, be part of the problem, but be part of the solution. And now I'm getting back to my music, which, you know, I get a little feedback. Oh, you're good. You're good. It's just okay. Skype. You're good. We are all here, by the way. So, so Dan, okay. uh, Dan, IQ's here. Start, start us out here. I'll have, I'll have Dan uh, ask some questions and we'll go to IQ. Yeah, um, I'll try not to hog the show, although I have a reputation <laughs> of doing that, too. But it's, I ask very long questions and then give very long answers. That's why it eats it up. So let me ask you a question. We had a gentleman on last week who okay. was a preacher, and he's uh, written a book about uh, earning a living with God. And, uh, I, and I did my counseling call with him yesterday, in fact, Jim. That's awesome. And helped, That's awesome. helped him with the things to do. I want to ask you a different question than I asked him. Okay. And the question is basically the question that my wife and I had a discussion about this morning. Uh, what the president said over the weekend about 13- and 14-year-old boys and girls having the freedom to make their own decisions as to taking off their breasts or their penises and their testicles and do it with do it without parental consent and if you don't give the consent you're racist that's kind of what the president said this past weekend as somebody who's working with with troubled children do you see the the gender identity that we supposedly hear is everywhere 
or is it is it not in the black community? What what? Give us your perspective of what's going on there. I mean, it's a, it's definitely everywhere. I, I I didn't hear that that comment, and I was like kind of appalled at it. Like you know, like, but you know, tell me again. Those those are the situations that cause the problems in our community right now. You know, because we're pointing the fingers and telling people what they can't do and can can do, but you know, no child should be able to do that. You know, part of the issue that that's happening in our community is that the the parenting. You know, like I'm 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 big on parenting. You know, before the child reaches the community, it starts at home. You know, so. You know, we try to help them and try to most of the problems that we find out is because of some of the situations that they're dealing with at home. So uh, that's a tough one right there, man. (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) Thanks for coming and taking the fire there, 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 Mr. (laughs) Huff. I wasn't prepared for that one, bro. (laughs) The other thing is I wanted to ask you – you you said, and I, we've heard it a thousand times, and I'm not being condescending when I say it, is that we need more parental involvement. Right. In in the raising, the parents need to step up to their responsibility of raising their children. But in this particular issue, it appears, no matter how good a parent you're trying to be, the government wants to say, you have no say. That's too much power. That's too much power given to somebody to be able to dictate for your child. You know, no, nah, that's 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 just crazy. I, I you know, it 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 behooves me to, to think that they would even think of saying that something like that publicly. But not uh, only are they saying it publicly, that if you don't allow it, if you don't support it, you are that's a you, racist. You, yeah, <laughs> you're racist and you're prejudiced against gay people. And I, I, I'm just curious. Now, as I, if I heard you correctly, sir, you're from Newark? Newark, New Jersey, yes. Well, I spent 37 years in Chatham, New Jersey. God bless you. About 15, 20 minutes away from me. I know, I know. And I used to go into Newark and take the PATH train into New York City when I worked on Wall Street. Has Newark gotten any better or is it worse? I mean, we're making strides. You know, we, we've uh, really got the crime down, you know, and that's because of uh, having a great mayor to, you know, really fortitude the language and the narrative of, you know, we can't police our way out of things and that the community need to step up and help and be a part of, uh, you know, helping our community survive. And we've been able to do that. Not only my organization, but other organizations have come together and really did a partnership with the police and the streets to be able to end a little bit of the violence. I mean, it's not totally gone, but we're, we're you know, making strides. So, Jim, I want to ask him one more question, then oh, we can yeah. turn it over to yeah. IQ. Yeah. So I, 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 uh, I write commentary for on a rotating basis for about 35 blogs across the country. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've probably written more about is the defunding of the police. Mm-hmm. And, and as I've interviewed people all over the country, especially black people, uh, the black people don't want to defund the police. They want police in their neighborhoods. They want the right kind of police, but they want policing in their neighborhoods. And 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 I asked, and I'm going to ask you the question. We saw recently in Philadelphia where a gang of black kids ransacked a Wawa store. And we've seen them all over the country where they go into 
high goods stores and, and jewelry departments and, and break the cases and just steal everything. How do you put that genie back in the bottle going forward? I mean, you know, you got to you got to think about what's going on. Most of the time, what you see is maladaptive ways of of how they how they respond to something that's going on that's never been answered. You know, like our our young people, unfortunately, need some some. You know, we definitely need some healing. And if you're not in the offer some of those things and answer ask some of the questions, right? Being trauma informed, trained, and realizing that something may have happened, even if it didn't. If they're doing that in in a, in a store like that, something happened before. Then most of the time, they they become the perpetrators because of some victimization that has happened before them. I'm not giving nobody a pass, you know. You know, I just believe that you know some of the young people that I work with that have made some really bad decisions, right? When you when you peel back some of the layers, you realize that you know there's some things that should have been addressed way earlier that would have prevented them from being in that position in the first place. And we got to do a better job at coming together and having a shared safety strategy on how we attack that. Thank you, sir. IQ? IQ, do you have any questions for Mr. Hub? The name of your name, Al-Tarak, it's an Arabic remaining. Almighty comer by night, yes. (laughs) Well, uh, so you mean the star? Yeah, piercing star. Who who knew? Well, in Arabic, it's Venus, by the way. Oh, look at that. See, yeah, it's Venus. Yeah, yeah. No, because uh, there, there is a, th- a third meaning, al-tariq, which spells with a longer R-E-E-K, means okay. the path. It the path? means the path. So both ways, you're on the right direction. Wow, beautiful. I love it. I love it. You learn you something new every day there, Mr. Hub. Yes, definitely. Mr. Hub, Hub stands for help us become better. Now I can light a pathway for them to do that as well. Correct. Yeah. No, congratulations. No, because I read your story. James sent it to me. And I was amazed. Because it has two meanings, three meanings, in fact. The pathway, Venus. And the knock, the one who knocks at the door. So the all three, all door. three of them, are relevant in your case. Ah, uh, thank you, man. I, I I needed that. Okay, I'm glad you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a change. <laughs> yes, yes. So, but what you said? Go, go, go ahead, IQ. Well, James knows that because I've repeatedly said it on his show. Mm. The building brick of any nation is the family. Yes. And the minute you destroy the family, you destroy the nation. Right. Joe Biden is destroying the family and is destroying the nation as we speak. And my advice to the African-Americans and all Americans is come November 8th, show him the way out. Yeah, that, that's a very hard statement. I, I can't even believe that you said that, but wow, I'm still amazed. Look, I am outsider looking in. I love America. I love Americans. I live in Europe. I come from Iraq, Middle East. Mm-hmm. So I have a huge background, very diversified, from complete dictatorship to democracy to republicanism. 
And I don't miss my words. I don't give a damn if the other person doesn't like it. They can stop it. <laughs> I, I, I like you, brother. I like you. <laughs> God bless you. I'm so glad we're getting on, really. <laughs> one, of, uh, one of IQ's favorite sayings is, if somebody's doing the wrong thing, just take them outside and shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> they think yeah. I'm crazy, honestly. No, I'm not, I, I've, I, I am I, a certified victim advocate, so I don't want to. I don't want to that. <laughs> well, uh, we have got a great guest with us today. He joins us here on our big broadcast. New Jersey-based community leader, mental health advocate, and a heck of a talented musician, Mister Hub. He is with us today here in our broadcast. So one of the things that you have going on, which I think is absolutely amazing, is that one of your upcoming singles will be featured on the soundtrack for Die Like Lovers, which we now know to be Bruce Willis's final acting role. Talk yeah. to us a little bit about this song and the fact that this uh, is going to be featured in this great film. i live for something, man. It was a song that we created literally to to you know inspire our young people to think about their lives you're willing to die for nothing how about you live for something and uh we created a a, a great masterpiece as far as visual is concerned you know all of my all of my music is to to kind of create a lesson you know a statement to create a statement that people can feel and go back to and we can use as teachable moments with our young people so i'm, I'm not doing the music for, for me as an artist anymore, I'm doing it for the legacy of changing these lives. Tupac said, I may not be the one to change the world, but I'll be the one to spark the minds of the ones that do. I'm just trying to be one of those sparkers right there. And um, we landed a, a nice situation with um, the soundtrack. And I, I can't wait for the movie, movie to be released. And it's iconic for us to, to be on a situation with Bruce Willis, man. I love him as an actor amazing and, and to be on this great great opportunity by the way i love bruce wallace i love his acting and i love the stories he plays yeah he's exactly. always a tough guy always a tough guy <laughs> he's always a tough guy <laughs> and a comedian i love him i, I think yeah. that's what got no, he's really good really good yeah. I'm, I'm going to enjoy it yeah i wish you the best thank you thank, thank so, you so much Mr. Hub, tell us a little bit more about the Hub Arts and Trauma Center, because th this is a fantastic thing that you have. I mean, you know, my 16 years ago, I started, you know, uh, this organization because my son put a charge on me to do more for my community. A simple question from the mouth of the babies. My son asked me, he said, Dad, you always talk about being part of the solution, not part of the problem. What are you doing about the community? And I didn't have an answer. And me not having that answer changed my life forever because I never wanted to be in a position or ever want to be in a position ever again where somebody asks me what am I doing about my community, especially my children, and I not have an answer. So I took everything I knew from the music business, started a nonprofit, and today I've been awarded all over the world and got so many community young people that look up to me. And I hired a lot of social workers and stuff to be able to change the dynamics of how our young people think. And now they grow up in my center, like the Boys and Girls Club and other places. For the last 10 years, they've been growing up in, in you know, a space that I built. You know, so 9,000 square feet of goodness broken down into entertainment, education and empowerment. 
It's amazing. So, Dan, uh, do you have any more sure. questions for Mr. Hub? Yeah, you, you said your set is broken down into three segments, and one of that is education. Yeah. Are you trying to edu- are you trying to educate the children in your center, and what is it you're trying to teach them? So I believe I believe one thing part of the things that we just was talking about even with the parents you know you you know it's hard to teach what you don't know so we want to be able to put them in a position where they know better when you know better you can do better so we utilize the arts to yes. draw them in once we have them in we teach them financial literacy health and wellness grooming and self efficacy career readiness all of those things. And then wow. they, they put themselves in a position to be better by peeling back the layers with the empowerment part. So we, we're in the process of building out the very first youth-focused trauma recovery center as well. So entertainment, education, and empowerment. So how do they learn the three R's? Well, we take them through a process. The first thing they do is come through and get an intake, and we find out what's going on in their world. We have you know their peers sitting down asking the questions well. And we, we, we always create a non-judgmental environment for them, a safe space for them to be able to talk. That's the difference between what I do and other people do. We don't judge them for what, whatever it is that they say to us. We find a way to be able to help them and understand that they are going through things totally different than what we went through. And because of that, the music, the videography, the photography, those are the things that attract the men. Once we got them in, you do something for me, I do something for you. So most of the time they want to do <laughs> they want to do something with the music or the videography or the radio station or one of those things and no problem doing that. But if you do that, you need to do something for me. And most of the time that's that's something with the education or peeling back the layers so that they can be the best version of themselves. That's fantastic. Thank you, sir. That is fantastic. So what what do you think of just some of the different uh, political issues that are going on, like you know these midterm elections that are coming up? What 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 do you, some of these people, whether it's Democrats or Republicans, they get up there, and I'm like, is this the best we have? <laughs> like, are you out of your mind, M- 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 Mr. Hub? What 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 do you think about some of this stuff? I think he might have froze. I think his Skype froze. Well, he'll be back. It's Skype. He'll be back. Uh, Dan, are you still with us, my friend? Or maybe my Skype froze. I think that's what happened. My Skype froze. So what I'll do, I don't know why this happens. It happens every once in a while. My Skype freezes, and then I've got to go back in, and then I've got to rejoin the call. I don't know why this happens. But it does. So we are going to do this. Uh, let's do this. Let's go reboot Skype, I guess. We'll reboot Skype. And we'll try this again. It is just always so interesting. <laughs> It's always so interesting. Skype's great when it works. Technology's great when it works. When it doesn't, well, it's just the way it is. So we are going to go back in, and I am going to go see if I can track down Mr. Hub 
and uh, the fantastic IQ Arizoli and Dan Perkins and all these people. So we are going to do this. I'm going to go back in, and I almost I can almost guarantee you that I'm the one that froze. So, yes, there we are. No I'm question. Back. No question. I'm back. So let me let me thank you. Go I'm ahead, filling Dan. in for you. Go ahead, Dan. While you were gone. <laughs> Um, so let me let me ask you a question about um, your fellow leaders in your community. Yes. Are you getting support from the prominent black leaders in your community of what you're doing, or are you an outlier? No, I'm I'm definitely you know um, a person that that stayed away from the politics in the beginning, but. Because of the work that I do in the community, they understand that that I'm I'm just for the community, and I get a lot of support from it, especially our esteemed mayor, man. Like you know, he 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 understands. He's from it. He, you know, he can speak the language. He knows what what it takes to survive North, and a lot of the other leaders understand the work as well. So we get support from them. So you 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 left me an opening there, which I'm I'm going <laughs> to drive my Mack truck through. Um, you had your program going when Cory Booker was the mayor of Newark. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of him as your senator? And what what kind of job did he do for you and your organization when he was mayor? Listen, I, I think you know um, when he came in, I was I was still new. I was still you know pushing, trying to figure out my way. Because remember, I left the music business to do this nonprofit. And at that time, he had a, they had um, Nork Now. And I learned a lot from Nork Now. You know, one of my biggest mentors was Modia Butler, you know, his chief of staff. And I learned a lot from them on how I do my work today. You know, I just stay to the community. I stay away from the politics. And I avoided that hole. Okay, that's awesome, Jim. Back so, you, so what what exactly um, motivated you to get back into the music business? Because I'll tell you, brother, I've I've been around so many different artists over the years, whether it's local bands and national guys, and they all love music because they love music, but they freaking hate the music business. <laughs> and, and and i'm glad you asked, asked that question because i i had a love-hate relationship with the music business because i just felt like the music you know was, it's different it's different today you know I, very much so say, <laughs> that's what i was very clear with i'm not trying to i'm not trying to be the, the traditional artist you know i'm i i realized that i still got the talent that god blessed me with you know and and a lot of the the sessions and the workshops that I do with the young people, you know, I have to call them out on on their artistry, and they didn't realize that I was an artist. So, you know, you know, me telling them to follow their dreams, and one of the young people called me out and said, "If that's the case, then why are you not following yours?" And you know, it's always the mouths of the babies, man, that that make me think differently. <laughs> like, I, I left the music alone to do this work for you guys, and I never followed my dream. So. It gave me an opportunity to, you know, show them that you can continue to succeed even if it's years later. So that's awesome. 
So, uh, IQ Al Rizzoli, back to you, my friend. Do you have any uh, any more questions for, yes, our, for our guest? I'm really very surprised. We are li- you are living in the real world in America. You are yeah. living in the real world today anywhere. How can you dissociate yourself completely from politics? <laughs> no, no, honestly, I'm, I'm not being offensive. I'm just trying no, no, to understand. No, I, no, I we are in the li- real world, and no, I, I the people you are trying to save are the most vulnerable people. Absolutely. And without your guidance, they will still be vulnerable. They right, need and guidance, and you are the one who's the guider. Uh, uh, that's why I use my platform to show them a different way, you know, and I'll partner with people that push for advocacy and, you know, push for, you know, the, the you know, just the, those other causes that I don't push for. Um, but I, I always push for them to think for themselves, to be independent leaders, to work collectively together at the same time, but to follow their dreams. And, and, you know, you can be anything that you desire to be if you just put your mind to it. You know, don't let what has happened to us dictate who you become, you know? Um, and I've been through a lot, man. I've been through a lot in, in my, you know, years of surviving North. And I've seen a lot of things. And of course I want things to change, um, but, I've always seen that the politicians say one thing and do a different. And I never wanted to be a part of that. Yep. So I started my own organization. I stayed away from the politics, but now I understand it. I understand it. I understand that there's a need for that as well. Um, but I want to be able to inspire the ones to, to make the change and make, hopefully will inspire the ones to go out there and change the laws for it. That's awesome. That's fantastic, my friend. So, uh, what what do you think of just the way that you know society is right now? Because because one of the things that you mentioned that I think is fantastic that you do is financial uh, literacy. There are so many people over the years that have not been taught this absolutely and now there's people like you stepping up there's other you know places that are that are doing this um you know i am a huge pro wrestling fan and one of the things that they do down in the developmental system for wwe now is they teach these guys they don't just teach them how to take a how to take a bump they're teaching them how to manage their money on the road pay your taxes, <laughs> things like this. And I'm like, wow, why did we go so long without this stuff being taught? Is it because people just didn't think that was important or? Well, I think for a long time, we we were so conditioned to accepting what was given to us, right? And And, and now we understand that, you know, that didn't get us anywhere, you know, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking for equality. I'm looking for equity now. Like, like how, how, how could we be on the same playing, playing ground right now? And we teach them, you know, you can take a man fishing, he fish for a light, uh, fish for a day. But if you teach him how to fish, they can yeah. fish for a lifetime. Right. So it's about, all about now doing exactly the difference of what you just said is teaching them how to do these things now 
so that they can take care of their family so that they can't go on with generations yep. not knowing. You can't blame somebody for what they don't know, right? But once you once they know, then they have a responsibility to do that, right? And we say, you know, I said it earlier, like when you know better, people just say when you know better, you do better. But I really believe when you know better, you you can do better. You know, the opportunity is there for you to do better. We just got to push that a little harder. That's amazing. So, Dan, uh, back to you, my friend. I know you've probably got some. <laughs> yes, hard, I do. The hard questions, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna. I, I think that the two things I want to talk to you about might be of of interest to you. Um, gotcha. You talk about the arts. Yeah. Uh, I'm a published author. I've written seven novels, three children's books. I God told you. Er, I write commentary, social events commentary for over 35 blogs. I do 40 to 60 television and radio interviews. I have my own network. Um, so how can I help you? How can I help your faculty or students learn about the creative writing process and how to put it down on paper and, and how to help themselves find themselves in the writing process. I don't know whether you teach creative writing or not. Number two, for 53 years, I've been a registered investment advisor, managing money for individuals from all walks of life, from the, some of the wealthiest to some of the poorest. Um, I agree with Jim. I've worked with professional athletes who uh, come out of high school or are out of college early for football or basketball have no idea how to manage their money, know what to do. They're easily manipulated and taken care of because there isn't somebody that's objective, that's a right. pure professional. I worked with a gentleman from the NBA who uh, put together a program of how to teach NBA players to do what Jim was suggesting, how to manage your money and how to, how to take care of yourself. And uh, if you've got these talented people they're going to be looking to for opportunities for whatever uh, that may uh, present an opportunity for serious money. And if I can teach a class or I can help you with those people, those your students, the, da- the most dangerous man in radio was willing to help you. <laughs> man, you get my applause, man. Standing ovation, man, to you, brother, because those are the things that we need, man. Like too many people don't have the courage to step up you know, and, and make that statement right there. You know, the bigger part about that is, is, is the follow through, you know, and our, our young people, especially, man, they look for consistency. They look for you to really keep your word, you know. Um, and, you know, for, for me, I would say, I don't know if you come over this way to Newark, but I would love to bring you and give you a tour of the hub. But if you can't, you know, create a video, something that I could be able to, you know, show the young people, um, and, you know, use it as a tutorial. Anytime somebody's trying to, you know, give some some knowledge, I'm willing to take it and, and, and pass it on. And definitely, what, if you want to make a donation, let's go. <laughs> well, here's what uh, here's what I'll do. I'll get your I'll Jim, send me your email contact and I'll reach out to you within 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 a week. And I'll give you some contact information that you can look at and your students can look at some of my programming and some of my commentary, and they may not necessarily agree with it, but that's, it's hopefully we still have free speech in this country. And then after you have a chance to look at it, you and I'll have a conversation. We'll talk about how we can work together. 
Nah, I totally appreciate you, man. One love for that. Thank you. So, sure. so IQ, uh, what, 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 what kind of, what kind of questions do you have for for Mr. Hub in our <laughs> the remaining young moments? people? What worries me? I mean, if I were in his position, yes, I must talk to them about the reality of life. For I mean, the foundations he is talking about are correct, mm-hmm. but we are not living in a vacuum. There right. will be elections, and those young people have the right to vote. But they have to be given the information of what is right, what is wrong. If right. the president of the United States of America is telling the American people, 330 million, I decide who is male. Everybody, not you, the parents. Shouldn't you no. tell these people, the ones with you, what to do or what not to do? Let them no, think you... for themselves. I agree. Let them think for themselves. But you've got to bring it to their attention. Yeah, let, let's let's be clear. Like I said, I got partners that I partner with that give them that information. You know, it's hard to teach somebody about politics or who who and what's name when they they're worried about being shot when they walk down the street, or they're worried about oh. uh, how they're going to eat, or you know their mama being beat on, or they, you know the the abuse that's happening, or somebody sexually molesting them. These are the issues and the challenges that I deal with on a daily basis. So I partner with people that give them that ex- that education, that other side, you know. But my thing is making them understand not to go kill themselves or kill somebody else, right? Sorry. Giving yep. them giving them some tools <clears throat> to be able to appreciate life, period, so that they can get to the point that they understand that now my voice m- means something that I can vote and change these laws. Me not doing it myself doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. I just have partners to do that part. Okay, I didn't understand that. That I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, but I but I I have to jump in here. I'm, I'm sorry, IQ. <laughs> and and it, now you, now you're going to find out why I'm the most dangerous guy on radio. Got you. Uh, and I want you to understand that I'm not being uh, abusive or critical. I'm saying bullshit. I got, okay. I, I got, I got thick skin. Come on. Okay. <laughs> because I believe the success that you've had as an organization mm-hmm. is because of your leadership. Yes. Yes, you have other people who can assist you, but the students that are you're taking charge of their lives and bringing the resources to them, the most important thing they need. Is that leadership from you, not for you, not for you to pass it on to somebody else? Well, that's Fred's job to deal with the politics. <laughs> no, it's your job, as part of your overall education responsibility and morality, and your relationship with those children. Right. So you have to be able you you have to be able to speak out on all the issues, whether it's rape or whether it's child molestation, or whatever it is. When you leave something out, you personally leave something out. You're not giving yourself to the people that you're trying to, totally to the people that you're trying to help. And you do that by sharing with them, and they look at you and say, I want to be like him. Gotcha. And, and, and sometimes it's, it's, believe me, I've got a foundation called Songs and Stories for Soldiers. And sometimes it's real hard to get on a plane and fly to 
talk to 50 or 75 veterans who are, who are dealing with disabilities. But I'm a veteran. I, I, I spent some time in a VA hospital myself. My point is I had to make a decision. Mm-hmm. I could have the foundation and let other people do the work, or I could take the build the organization, and along with other people doing work, I also became the spokesperson across the board with people. And I think you're very articulate. You have a great passion. Um, and I can see why the children would like you. But you have a responsibility as they grow and mature to be, quite honestly, the father figure that they may not have. Thank you, Dan, for interrupting. And, and that, that, has, that has definitely been, been the case. Um, my very first program six years ago, that's still one of the most prominent programs I have right now, is My Thoughts Out Loud. It's MTOL. It's, uh, it's a non-judgmental forum that the young people come together, and they talk about politics. They, they, they come up with the ideas. They listen to things that's going on in the community, and they have these conversations. And the adults in the room are there just to be able to support them, and myself included. I'm very hands-on. I'm not the CEO that that sits behind the desk and just, you know, chase money. I'm hands-on with the young people, and they. I've been able to survive without the politics for so many years because I've been so relevant in the community. Um, so I'm not going to bring anybody that's more knowledgeable, knowledgeable than I am on the politics part to the table without vetting them first and making sure that they're going to be able to feed some goodness to my young people. Right. So I I don't want to do a disservice by telling them this just because my, my personal view may not have all the facts behind it. What I know is about healing. What I know is about what I survived. So I'm really good with that. And what I don't know, I go and find and bring them to the table to be able to have those dialogues about that. Right. Let me ask you one quick. We have time for another question. Jim. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So the the that meeting that you talked about with the young people that you do My on a regular. Out loud. Mm-hmm. Your what? My thoughts out loud. So is their thoughts? Your out thoughts. Loud. Okay. Is that on your website? Yes. Is it done video or audio only? Video too. And every time you have a session, it winds up on your website. Well, not every time, because some sometimes, you know, some of the things that the young people say is not for everybody else's ears, but <laughs> for the whole, <laughs> for the young, oh, oh. again, non-judgmental, because, you know, the adults raise their hands and the young people understand that anything that they say in these, um, in these circles are, you're not going to be judged. So we get the real truth out of them so that we can really go and help them instead of assuming that we know what the problem is and really going out there and fighting for something that that's but, not but really how, an issue for them. How are, how are your people not judging, judging these young people when they want to stop what they're talking? Is it because of language or the content? Well, well you know, if, if somebody comes in and, you know, specifically talks about being raped and then you tell them, well, what did you have on? You know, because you're looking at their parents then, yep. then the child shuts down, and you'll never get anything else out out of them ever again because you just judge them, and they have a right to address how they feel, right? But because you judge them, and they they were raped, yeah. We don't want to do that. We want to keep keep the safe container 
for them to be able to talk about what the things, whatever it is, is on their mind. Because we can't help them if we don't know what the issues are. But, but in all due respect, uh-huh. and then I'll let you go. <laughs> all, all due respect, the the idea that we're we're placing, we have a president who said, "I'm not going to make young people responsible for the money that they took out to pay for college because they weren't capable of making the decision." So we're just going to give them ten thousand or twenty thousand dollars, and spend four hundred billion dollars of the country's money on giving money to children who were not ready, supposedly, to make a decision. Asking a young girl it, what she was wearing when she was when she was raped, does it necessarily create a situation that's that it's adversarial with the girl when the question really? What were the decisions you made about what you were wearing? And did you think about the consequences of what would happen to you based on how you dressed? So let me ask you respectfully, let me ask you a question. When you when you get up and decide that you want to go outside, do you think about, well, if I wear this shirt like this, if I wear a, lo- a sleeveless T-shirt, am I going to be assaulted? Do you think about that? You shouldn't have to. No. Right? Shouldn't have to. Shouldn't have to. Right? But in in the world that we live in, it happens, right? Right. Yeah. We can have a whole nother conversation about, you know, how how this country has 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 risen and and us as black people have been the the stepping stone on it it getting to this point and we have not received, you know, so the the first point about giving money, I I think we're owed some money. I really believe that we're owed some money, and that that's another reason why I stay out of the politics, right? <laughs> because my thoughts, you know, are not necessarily the the you know you know the popular vote, right? But what I do know is that I can come and I can show them a different way because I survived it all. But I would say to you, um, we have a network called Blacks and Whites. And we founded it a year and a half ago because we thought that the American people were losing their freedom of speech. They were being intimidated and they were being cajoled not to tell, not to say what's in their mind. And and we're trying to stop that by bringing people on our network, which is growing rapidly, who speak their mind. They speak it respectfully, mm-hmm. with no profanity, but they deal with the issues that are important to people today. And the point is, by creating a dialogue both sides, we have an opportunity to grow as individuals and figure out how we can address a problem. Um, I, that, do think- I think that's awesome. I, I really think that's awesome. And that's the same idea that I was thinking of when it, when I created my thoughts out loud 16 years ago, except it's, it's based on youth. It's very intentional. We're giving the youth the platform to talk about whatever it is that's going on and we use our experience as adults to be able to help them, not judge them. I'm going to tell you one last thing, and then I, I, I promise I'll shut up, Jim. <laughs> You're good. You're good. You're good. Fifty years ago, fifty years ago, I was doing talk radio in Columbus, Ohio, on WCOL radio, before anybody else was doing talk radio in the United States, and my programs were all towards young people 
Nice. It's called, it was called The Place, a place where you can go and talk. And we had kids from the universities and colleges all around, high schools, and provided an opportunity for them to come in and speak their mind with, with, with anonymity. But uh, it won the American Legion Award Best Youth Programming in the state of Ohio. So I understand what you're trying to do. Uh, I was doing it before you were, but you probably do it better than I did. Um, <laughs> but uh, Respectfully? Fifty years ago is different from today. These these young people are, have access to to social media, so they hear the same conversations as you and I hear today. So there there was a time where you know when the adults was talking to young people were pushed to the side and couldn't hear those conversations. Today it's not the same. They hear right. exactly what you're hearing, so they're able to manipulate situations and hear so much access to other things. So the challenges are way more different than they ever been. And, and and that's no disrespect to you. I say it myself. When I, when I started doing this 16 years ago, and I'm thinking because I'm adult, I knew better than you, and I could teach you until I start realizing and hearing some of the things that they were dealing with that was way worse than some of the things that I had been through my whole life, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it wasn't until I opened my ears to understand that, you know, God gave us two ears and one mouth that was to listen twice as much as we talk, right? And I was able to hear some things that I could be able to go back and now help them with because I didn't block them out thinking I knew all the answers already because their answers needed different approaches than what I was used to because I survived them in a different way. So respectfully, I know that, you know, you, you were successful that time and I thought I was successful 16 years ago, but I'm very successful now because of the fact that I, I have the answers to some of the questions because I listened first. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. I look forward yeah. to talking to you in the next it, week or so. It Absolutely. has been. I look forward to it. So uh, IQ, before we, before we let everybody go, I want to start with IQ. Um, what did you think of today's conversation, and how do we get your books? Amazing, amazing, as usual. Look, it's very inspiring to have people like this. Instead of having somebody who bullshits all the time. <laughs> this is amazing. I wish you the best. I appreciate you so much, man. So much. So, uh, so Dan, Dan, I appreciate you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, how do we get your books and everything, my friend? Books are on Amazon.com. Commentaries are on Amazon.com. Personal website is danperkins.guru. The new network is blacksandwhites.us. We've got 13 different shows on our network, all devoted to freedom of speech and giving people the opportunity to come on and express their opinions. Um, And I've got two new books coming out, one on uh, romance and one on Abraham Lincoln. And um, I have a new television show on the network called Dan After Dark. It comes on at 12.30 at night on Wednesday evenings. And I take shows like you, me with you, and other hosts around the country and replay them uh, during the week hour, wee hours of the evening. So, pleasure to be with you, sir, and I'll look to see if I can help you. Uh, thank you so much. So, uh, before we let you go, Mr. Hub, because we're going to go this, uh, to this song here in a few moments, <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about the song, and then I'm going to let you guys go, and we're going to play the song. I mean, I, I was using grown man shit as a way to 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 
a teaching tool again for our young people to, to make them understand that a lot of times men don't talk about the issues that's going on in their world. A lot, a lot of times, why would they make mistakes? Because, you know, they, they never had a healing piece. This is for them to say, you know, grown man stuff, pull up your pants, make better decisions, all of those things. So I hope you guys enjoy it. That's awesome. Well, uh, we definitely are looking forward to this. And uh, thanks for doing this, my friend. We will talk to everybody very soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. There they go. Appreciate uh, you guys. The fantastic Mr. Hub and uh, the fantastic IQ Rizzoli and, of course, the amazing Dan Perkins. So let's do this. We are going to go to this track. And that will wrap it up here from our big broadcast. Your scripture says here. Your scripture says here. That when we was little boys, we thought like little boys. We grown men now. Absolutely. Time to act like it. I seen trials and tribulations Dim skies, rain clouds, precipitation Caught four cases, that's more than life I'm facing I lost balance, plus all this talent's just wasted Heart filled with hatred because I never made it I feel like a disgrace I ain't bring nothing but pain to my mother since birth And it hurts, but at the same time I love her But what's it worth when I'm the cause of this pollution that she suffer? When it's time for evolution, that's enough her. All the filth and institutions, let's recover Produce me up some use and bring some structure to my lives. Be humble and be wise. Be husbands to our wives and fathers to our kids. Enough with doing biz. Bring recidivism and this criticism of our men to an end. Especially origins of African descent. Man, it's time to stand up. Pull our damn pants up and man up. You made a choice to make a change, young fella. Decisions every day can change you forever. I'm glad you're growing and owning up the manhood. It's okay to not be okay as long. I'm on some grown man shit. Owning up this shit. Things ain't been the same since I changed just a little bit. A lot I figure. The plot thickens. I'm smart enough to know not to blow when I'm kind of triggered. Changing direction is destined for what we try and do. A hazy vision is cloudy. I need a clear view. I let them know that they kings. That's all I'm here to do. This time that boy really mean business. I should buy a suit. Speaking from my lack of drive and my lack of hunger. And a bunch of other things that'll take me under. I can make it through the rain, but here come the thunder. I never want to be the one that they Y'all wondered, yeah, that young boy was nice, he could have been a star. Keep it real, everybody ain't who they say they are. I give it all up to God and go very far. Forget who people try to make you, just know who you are. And all due respect, say the boy to God. And I never let him work me like a nine to five. And I hate to see my mama work that nine to five. I realize that I gotta do more than try. You made a choice to make a change, young fella. Decisions every day can change you forever. I'm glad you're growing and owning up the manhood. It's okay to not be okay as long. I'm on some grown man shit. Owning up this shit. Things ain't been the same since I changed just a little bit. A lot I figure. The plot thickens. I'm smart enough to know not to blow when I'm kind of sick. Feelings in the womb, so I'm intentionally diving in. I'm peeking to my vulnerable side. I'm letting you guys in. So us men can win without the stereotypes that feed us. I'm tired of all that boy noise. I'm praying that y'all see us. Listen, James beat my mom when I was a minor. That was Hard. And every time she took him back, that ish let me scarred. Me as a child wanted to 
That ain't the group. I never knew me and my brothers became victims too. I seen them black in the eye and try to run her over. He'd apologize with cries when he was finally sober. I searched the hood and all the gutters for this mother. Oh, luckily he died cause my pride was screaming homicide. That trauma followed me for years. I couldn't erase it. I'm opening up about my fears. I finally faced it. I survived. I'm surprised. I ain't dead. I ain't crazy. Music saved my life and I thank God that it changed me. It's not a game, OG. Without you, won't be the same, OG. Thinking about all the things I went through. Life won't be the same without you. Word. It's not a game, OG. Without you, won't be the same, OG. Thinking about all the things I went through. Life won't be the same without you. I'm on some grown man shit. Owning up this shit. Things ain't been the same since I changed just a little bit. A lot I figure. The plot thickens. I'm smart enough to know not to blow when I'm kind of triggered. That is Mr. Hub, a grown man. Shh. And it's here on your big, big program.